get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. stories in sports right now is something about Diamond Sports Group. Now, you may not be familiar. It's essentially Bally Sports, and they are headed for bankruptcy. They're skipping their first payments, allegedly, uh, this year. And as you may know, as a Cardinals fan, that could impact the team because they happen to play on Bally Sports Midwest. All of this is a bit over my head. I don't understand the financial terms of any of it. It's a lot. And so I wanted to go to an expert. So we've got Fangraph's Ben Clemens joining us now. He wrote about the whole situation over at Fangraph's in a way that I could understand it. So hopefully that means you guys can understand it as well. Joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Ben, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, doing all right. So we're going to try to talk about finances uh, for a multi-billion dollar company on the radio, which uh, can get a little bit into the minutia, of course. But uh, let's start here. For people that haven't been paying attention to what's going on with Bally Sports and the Diamond Sports Group, if you had to take like the 10,000 foot view, the elevator pitch, what's happening with this right now? Yeah, so... If you'll remember, it used to be Fox Sports for a long time, and there were there were a bunch of Fox Sports networks. And a few years ago, that all got sold in one big chunk, and now it's called Bally Sports. And that's like it's a bunch of regional sports networks. So it's I think it's fourteen baseball teams as well as basketball and hockey teams, kind of all over the country. And they they have a pretty simple business. They pay the Cardinals to broadcast their games. Then they charge cable companies to put those games on cable. And that's basically it. Like they, they have some on-air talent that they pay for as well. They have other expenses, you know, like they, they employ the, the announcers and everything and the cameramen, but that, that's their business. They pay teams to get the rights to show their games. Then they charge people who put things on TV, cable companies, streamers, that kind of stuff for those rights. Like, hey, you want to watch the Cardinals? Pay us some money. Hmm. And that business has been getting worse over the years, as you know, just by living, right? Like people are cord cutting, there's more streaming. So obviously like it's not as good as it was 10 years ago, but they're charging more to make up for it. So fewer people watch cable, but it costs more. I don't know. Like we've all lived that. It's kind of annoying if you want to have cable. Sure. And so the big thing that is happening now is that uh, Sinclair, which is the company that bought all these Bally Sports Networks under a Diamond Sports subsidiary. Don't pay any attention to that. Bally Sports is like the easiest way to think about it. They bought it with a bunch of debt. So that you can think about it as like a mortgage. They took out a mortgage on, like, instead of a house, a $10 billion business. 
And it was the kind of deal where they were basically renting out the business to pay for that mortgage. They were really needing the profits from this business model of, hey, pay the teams, get the money back from the cable companies, whatever profits we have, we'll use to pay our debt. I mean, you know, people do this with houses. You know, they, they either use their salary or they rent out the house. It's the same kind of deal. And they had a, a problem that is all too familiar to people, which is mm, the profits weren't quite what they thought. They lost their job. Like they, they were just making less money every year than they expected. And they took out a big mortgage. Like you would not be able to take out a mortgage this big on your house, let alone on a $10 billion company. They owed like $500 million a year in interest payments. And so they needed to be making a lot of money to make that work. They thought they would. They bought it in 2019. And the mixture of COVID and cord cutting just <laughs> made it not work. And so they're losing money and they have really no prospect of paying off this debt. And so they've said, ah, uncle, like we can't do it. We're going to have, we're not going to be able to make our debt payments. We're going to go bankrupt. So when that happens, I, I guess at this point, it's really not even an if, but when, when they go through the bankruptcy uh, filing, what does that mean for Bally Sports? Like, if I'm a casual fan, for example, watching the Cardinals night tonight, what impact mm-hmm. will that have on me and my ability to watch the team? And what impact will that have potentially on the team that I am watching, in your opinion? Well, you, there's good news here. The good news is that if you ignore the debt, which is, you know, <laughs> that's not how real life works, <laughs> bankruptcy, if you ignore the debt, the Bally Sports Group is still profitable. They're making money before debt payments at the moment. And so the big problem here is the debt, not the, uh, I mean, maybe in the long run, the business is not great, but the big problem right now, the reason that right now there's a crisis is not because they just can't charge enough money to cable companies. It's because they owe this big debt payment. When they go bankrupt, the debt payment's going to go away. And more specifically, what's going to happen is that the current owners are going to stop being the owners. And the people who have that debt like the people who they borrowed the money from, will now own Bally. So it's kind of funny. It's going to be owned by like Fidelity, Prudential, like all these mutual funds you've heard of essentially are the ones who own the bonds. And now they're just going to own Bally Sports. And look, if you ignore the debt, it's a, an okay business. Like they, they, right now they're making more money than they pay. And that'll likely continue happening for at least the near future. So the good thing about all this is that Contracts can continue into bankruptcy, and I think it is in both the the Bally Sports Group and baseball's favor to keep things going. You can imagine the people who now own or are now going to own it in a month, they're going to want to sell it. Like, like I have, I have a mutual fund in Fidelity. I, I have my brokerage account there, and they're not in the business of broadcasting baseball games. That's not the, that's not what they do. They. You know, they, they charge you $8 to make a trade, and it might actually be free now. I don't know. But their business is being a really big financial like provider, not baseball broadcast. So they want to sell it. That's just obvious. Like, they're going to get it, and they're going to be like, well, we don't want this. We'll sell it to a media company who's good at this. And it has value basically entirely because of these contracts with teams. So imagine that Valley Sports says, well, we don't want to pay the Cardinals. But they could in bankruptcy. The Cardinals would say, great, we're out of contract. <laughs> like, you can't broadcast our games anymore. And then now imagine trying to sell a regional sports network that doesn't have any teams. <laughs> like, hey, would you, would you like to buy Bally Sports Midwest? Uh, also, it doesn't have Cardinals broadcast yeah. anymore. Well, it's worthless. <laughs> like, that's, that's basically the whole value of these things. And so I think in the short run, there's little impact. 
it would really not help anyone to upset the boat. Like, Bally is not served by breaking contracts. Baseball is not served by trying to get out of contracts. The cable providers are not served by, like, refusing to pay, and they can't, actually. It has to be broken the other way. So we're kind of in a situation where, like, all this weird debt stuff is going on, but to you and me, nothing is going to happen. In in the next six months, I think it's highly unlikely that your experience of watching Valley sports changes at all. What about for the Cardinals, Ben? Because, like, here locally, as you know, you're a Cardinals fan. How do you think it impacts the Cardinals themselves if – for example, any of these payments are missed or anything like that, like in the short and long run over the next calendar year, let's say, do you think it impacts them in a more significant way, a more meaningful way that it impacts you and me watching the games? So one year, no, uh, it's just, it's not going to work out for Bally to meaningfully miss a payment. And if the Cardinals get their money three months late, they're not going to care. They're, they're a pretty big business that's spinning off cash flow. Like they'd be annoyed. It would, uh, it would impact their finances slightly. They might have to take a, a short-term loan or something to, to pay various people. But in the short run, it's just not going to affect them that much. I, I think the odds of it doing anything at all are quite low. And anything that, it, that would happen in the short run would be like minimal impact to the Cardinals. I think the, the bigger picture here, long run, is that this is just telling us we already knew, which is that the business of regional sports networks is not like a great long-term model. I think like that's not shocking. People just don't have cable as much anymore. And the way that it works is that they have to keep either finding new audiences and Bally tried to do that. They launched a streaming service. I don't know if you have it. I, I certainly didn't. I didn't even know how to get it. Um, I've got their, the, the Bally sports app, which is, I mean, oh, listen, I, it, it works occasionally. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. So, like, I guess long term, I think this business model was kind of it had plateaued, and it was it wasn't going to get better. Um, rights fees—that's the real question. I don't think this says anything about rights fees changing. So, I looked at all of the contracts that the new group had signed since coming over from Fox Sports. You know, the Cardinals contract is old; like, it, it got signed, I think, in the mid 2010s. And it, it just carried over when the when ownership changed hands. That it wouldn't really suit Bally to try to renegotiate the deal. I think the Cardinals would actually command more if they got a new deal now, right. given the way that rights fees have gone since then. I mean, they're making similar money to the Tigers, and like that, I think they could do better. Uh, but in the very long run, I don't know if this regional sports network model is going to continue forever. And this is just a kind of a way of breaking it up a little more quickly. You could imagine that a lot of the people who want to buy this are not trying to do the same thing that Bally and Fox Sports did. A lot of people who are going to try to buy this are going to be like internet companies, essentially. Like, you don't think YouTube and Google want this? They just bought NFL Sunday tickets for some astronomical sum. You I mean, that's think- basically the MLS model, right? They just went over to the to Apple TV. Where they've got this season pass that's available for them. So, I mean, is that kind of the, the direction that seems more likely? I mean, it's really going to come down to whether a legacy media company. So Comcast was actually involved in the bidding in uh, what was then Fox Sports, what became Valley Sports back in 2019. And they were pretty close to winning, actually. And that would have been a very different thing. Right? Like folding it right into cable would make things look very different. Cable would have a little bit more of a cudgel to get people to stay on it because they could just say, well, it's not going to streaming. Like, you have no luck. 
be there. So they'll be bidding again. I think a lot of kind of content companies will be bidding again. Like maybe not Netflix, but you know, things like Google, Apple, the MLS thing was great. Like I'm sure it's good business for Apple. Their baseball deal, they seem very happy with. I, I don't see why all those companies won't be involved in it. The real question is whether baseball wants mm-hmm. to piece out for themselves. And there's a lot of rumors that they do, that they want to run their own content provision service. I think that sounds really hard, and I think it'd be a, a big undertaking for the league, but it, it really does sound like it's right up Rob Manfred's alley. And they just hired the old, essentially like the, the CFO, I believe, of Diamond Sports, like of Valley Sports, to run what's called local media outreach for baseball. So it kind of seems like the league is interested in maybe taking back some of this for themselves maybe coming up with a local MLB.TV package. You know, I do know that there are a lot of people who want to watch their team, their local team, and that's the only reason they get cable. And they pay a lot for that with some channels they don't really care about. And if the league thinks, hey, we could get half that money, not all the money from cable subscriptions, but half the money, that would be a, a bonanza for them. And I'd, I'm very certain that they are discussing this at high levels at the moment. So I think what's going to happen in the the medium run is that you're going to see a fight for the way that sports get broadcast in the future. I have no clue who will win that. Like I, I couldn't even handicap it. Sure, it's going to be a lot of really powerful like American companies all haggling over like a lot of money, and I don't know what will happen. If you guys want to learn more about this, go over to Fangraphs.com. Ben Clemens has an excellent story. It's it's actually digestible in a story that is, again, way over my head and probably way over many casual baseball fans' heads. Uh, it's more on the financial side of things, but he, he makes it understandable, and he goes through basically from start to finish how we arrived at this point where Bally Sports Midwest is likely to go away, at least in its current form. So if you want to read more about that, go over to Fangraphs.com. I think it's well worth your time. It'll inform you on how we got to this point uh, even more so than just the conversation that we've had here uh, Ben I do want to ask you a Cardinals question before we get you out of here because I'm curious with the team as it currently is assembled it it seems like they're basically done I mean there's there's not a lot left on the free agency market I don't think they're going to make a big trade by opening day but maybe they add like a left-handed reliever or something there's still a couple of good ones out there based on the way they're currently assembled how would you assess the roster going into the season? I like I don't want to hear about the, the central. We know they're they're the favorite there, but compared to the other great teams in the National League, how would you assess this current Cardinals roster? I think they're a they're a half step behind, and I think that's that's basically been their plan. I I I support that plan, honestly. I don't think it was it'd be really easy to turn this team, which has, you know, two superstars and then a bunch of really good players, a bunch of above average players into a team that's going to go like toe-to-toe with the Mets and Dodgers in a five-game series. I don't think they'd be big underdogs or anything, but I don't think they're going to get to the same level as those guys, and I don't think it was reasonable to do that this offseason. They have one of those like luxury problems where like, who do you really want to replace to really give the Cardinals more impact? They don't have any bad players. And to the extent that they did, because of Yachty's retirement, they went out and got Wilson Contreras. Like, great. He was the best catcher available. I, I don't think they could afford the like, admittedly strange price for Sean Murphy. Uh, I really wanted Sean Murphy on the Cardinals, but it seems like the A's just wanted one prospect the Cardinals didn't have. And aside from that, like, they had one position of weakness where they could shore it up a lot. And I went out and got the best guy available. Like, I like that. 
I, I do worry about the pitching staff, but I just, I wasn't enamored with any of the pitchers who were on the market this year. I think that the Cardinals weren't out of, like, they weren't completely crazy to just say, eh, like, we'll take a pass on these guys and look again next year. You know, very few of the pitchers on the roster are under contract for 2024. I think they'd probably extend Montgomery at some point. Like, I would. I think that he's a nice fit for the team. But aside from that, like, pretty happy with what they did. I don't think they're quite as good as the best teams. But they're, like, not that far behind. And if you... If you had me build a roster around a good farm system and Arenado and Goldschmidt, I'd be happy if I ended up with what the I think they did a good job. That, that's kind of where we're at as well. I'll be curious to see what it looks like in season. I think that's the other thing that I, I like about this team more than I have recent years is they've got outs, right? Like you, you've got the opportunity if your outfield doesn't work out the way you expect it to. Hey, maybe you end up with Jordan Walker in the outfield, and he he's a potential uh, insertion in there. If you yeah. don't have a Brendan Donovan, who I know you wrote about recently over at Fangraphs, uh, go with at the same level, hit at the same level as he did a year ago, well, maybe Nolan Gorman can be that guy internally. You've got other options there for you. Same thing is true on the pitching staff, whether it be in the bullpen or starting-wise. And if Jack Flaherty, for example, doesn't become the number one starter that they're hoping for, Maybe you go to the trade deadline and you get one of the starters that does become available because those guys are available every offseason or every uh, trade deadline, and you've got the prospects now to be able to utilize. So I, I like where they're at. I, I think they've got a lot of potential outs going into the season. Yeah, I know it, it's fun to say that they should do more, but I like the way they're doing this. I think that the the depth that we've all been promised for years and years is, is really coming through, and they've got a lot of options at a lot of positions. I like it. Hey, Ben, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for making us a little bit smarter when it comes to this Bally Sports situation. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon and talk a little bit more baseball that time around. Love to do that. You got it. That's Ben Clemens, great baseball writer over at Fangraphs. Again, if you want to check out a little bit more about the Bally Sports situation, you want to read about Brendan Donovan, you could do that all over on Fangraphs where Ben Clemens writes about the game. You can also follow him on Twitter at underscore Ben underscore Clemens. That's underscore Ben underscore Clemens, C-L-E-M. E-N-S. Always appreciate him hopping on with us today.